Hello and greetings. Welcome to today's transmission of the Beyond Earth show, where we truly implore, are we really alone? And so thank you so much for your presence upon this day. What a beautiful day, March 25th, 2023. It is in the uh, spring equinox, and so we are grateful for this time and this place and so forth. And I really hope that all of you have had an amazing past two weeks. And for today's show, I'd like to delve intermittently throughout mm, pertaining to a myriad of, let's say, pertinent topics that I feel may be aligned toward the majority of you, all of you. And also, I'd like to take a moment to extend my appreciation, my gratitude, for those of you who have subscribed and are new subscribers to the Beyond Earth show. And my intention with the show is to help inspire and insert as much clarity of understanding to potentially, hopefully, invoke as much positive psychology, positive spirituality, and of course, the magnetism of life force in the way in which upon all of us who gather here today are seeking the notions of what is there in this world that truly embodies in a parallel and collectively and individually, what truly embodies the pertinence of our divine seeking of the mysteries of the world and or what is beyond this world, what is beyond this earth. And so there's so much to extend with that topic as it's extremely vast and we're all scholars, we're all here to learn, we're all here in this school of life. And I do speak of that quite a bit. And so, as yes, I have previously stated that this show is for everyone. So I just wanted to express that again for anyone who's new or just it's a reminder that this show truly is for everyone of all theological and non-theological backgrounds and opinions and personal belief systems and cultures and so forth, because there's such the universal language of this cosmic love, the karma that we experience and that we accumulate and what we cleanse out and clear and purify, the word of Christ, the duality of the yin and the yang, and essentially our own personal rays of light and the treaties of all of that and our frequencies and essentially our energetic biofields of our bodies and our minds and our spirits and our consciousness and our super consciousness, our unconsciousness, and so on and so on. And again, our personal belief systems and our experiences that those of you who've had experiences that are otherworldly, that are beyond expression, that we value your experience. We value that you had that interconnected, personal, relatable, or if it's unrelatable to some that could never fathom having such experience, that that is your personal gift, that you've experienced those, let's say, gifts of spirit, gifts of the divine, gifts of the divine celestial kingdom, in which it's so profound for the self and to the individual collectively or extremely much such as an anomaly, um, as all of us have a coordinated effort in the 
communion to just coexist and to help our fellow brother, sister, and so forth, and to have that coordinated effort to raise all of our vibrations. So there is a common focus that no matter what the background or belief or experience, there's still one common denominator for the purpose of enhancing our experience here upon this realm, this earthly realm, and also when we transcend this realm in our physical body, when we have an out-of-body experience, let's say, or we astral travel, and when we see the Mother Mary, when we see our ETs, when we see the archangels, when we experience the divinity, the blessings of God, the blessings of the Creator, the blessings of Gaia, the universe, and so forth, that we are in that sacred commitment in that communion with one another even if we don't know one another and we're across the pond let's say there's still a telepathic correspondence in that quantum resonance field that transcends through all and in the epoch of time truly there is the mystery of phenomena and so forth so essentially that's what i wanted to preface and just to extend and just to formulate that so I, I did want to truly delve into like I was speaking of and um, just declare that I respect and appreciate every one of you and as we are approaching a very new era of much shift much change modification we have planetary shifts constantly and the in the Aquarian age and we have a myriad of aspects to observe, to confront, to accept, to utilize, to implement. And we also have with our solar system, our solar weather, um, the shifts and changes in our magneto shields that I've discussed in the past. And of course, let's just say in this physical realm, in the earthly third dimension realm, and also, of course, the outer realms and the outer dimensions that we have I like to say the ongoings of humanity and non-humanity. And so when we are confronted with these aspects that are positive and negative, and also in the neutral aspect upon this earthly plane, there is, I would say that majority of you have for quite some time can agree that there is such of a twilight zone, let's say, uh, discord, chaos. And um, when we encounter those and we're working through, we're really working with this beautiful effort to posit our meritorious notion to help to purvey goodness, to purvey love and light, to purvey strength and inspiration to others no matter what may be going on even in ourself, that it is, of course, extremely contentious to be confronted with discord, chaos, right? And so I just want to remind everyone here that today I believe that I want to discuss on some cert certain aspects of solutions to help implement, starting with a few things here and there, baseline, simple principles that can really set the foundation for everything else that you seek or anyone you know may seek. But the simple principle foundations that seem so simple yet can be very difficult at times, yet once it's begun to implement in an authentic way, then everything else thereafter 
starts to flow inward and the manifestation, the visions, the gifts being amplified, all of that, the clean slate, the new perspective of the self, your new creation, let's say, in which you have been made perfect. And I, I will go on and on about that in a moment. Yet, I just wanted to remind everyone that even when we are in the midst of certain calamitous, tumultuous moments in life, personal or observationally, that we observe from our third-party perspective, let's say, when we are the observer, um, I really just want to lovingly remind all of you that the communion of our light beings, all of you light workers from every vicinity upon this hemisphere or the other hemisphere, your strengths, remember that, your strengths is fortified and your powers become more so empowered. Do not forget that. Your light illuminates the dark always. No matter what it may be, a smile, a simple salutation, an offering of help given if you can in any capacity that extends and breaks through and transcends through the barrier of all darkness. Even the simplest, hello, how do you do? And a smile with authenticity, of course. And so when that is extended, there is the creation, the notion within the self where the brightest of halos, that all of you have your halos. And sometimes, yes, our halos can get tilted or you know dimmed and whatnot. We are human beings. We are spiritual beings, yes, in a human body. Yet in the vehicle of ourself, when we want to increase ever more so and amplify that life force, amplify that light being, we hence therefore become a beacon of light. That literally like a like a lamplight in the ocean, like a lighthouse. And so when there's a storm and so forth and the ship is coming in and then there's that lighthouse, that beacon of light, and there's a symbol of that, the lucidity of all of that. So when that is experienced, when that is authentically, let's say, propagated into the world, into the ethers, that your heart truly becomes stronger. Your heart beats stronger. And your heart also enhances itself with that empathy. And empathy is always a big word here that many people feel the empathy. Many people see the empathy, the compassion. When we look at someone such as, let's say, I'll speak of someone historically in the recent historical past, like a Mother Teresa, so to speak, the empathy to serve the poor, serve the needy. Um, but we have empathy with people who are living, breathing today, such as we have amazing doctors and lawyers and truck drivers and farmers and teachers and professors and veterinarians and volunteer workers and people who help the homeless and the needy and the those that are in need of charity. And um, we also have, of course, the empathy that extends, like you'll see the most random, beautiful notion of maybe there's this truck driver driving and he sees a little kitten stranded and he rescues that kitten or a puppy. And then they, now they've been together for 15 years and they're traveling across the country, helping our infrastructure and working so hard throughout any of the bureaucratic limitations and so forth and so forth. And 
But there's the empathy of, you know, I have 10 apples and my neighbor needs two apples and okay, I want to make sure that they can eat. Right. So, so in the simplicity of empathy, yet it is so gargantuan, but there's also the bigger empathies in which we absorb so much and the empathy and the compassion where when we assimilate and we feel we put ourselves in the shoes of someone else or an innocent being of an animal or nature and we feel that, well, that empathy that originates from deep within, there's that indwelling spark of your most perfect ultimate design of the grand architect, the great divine creator, your mind expands with the broadened vision. And that surpasses all of the horizons of the limitations of our human selves, our spiritual selves. And when you possess that emotional intelligence in any capacity, and it's enhanced with the critical thinking and your telepathy enhances, you're hearing the Holy Spirit, you're hearing the discernment of God, you hear your angelic guides, the celestial starseed beings that are communicating through you to remind you that this, and merely this, this is something that I do want to just um, really make sure I don't digress from, but that all of us here today, we are all present for numerous purposes and inclusive of our empathy and what we feel, what we absorb and so forth. So when we are in that element of awareness that we are, have all survived a long lineage of strong ancestors, by the grace of God, spirit, our soul's karmic endeavors, our retribution of our soul, so to speak, there's also that predetermined path that we do undertake to learn and to transmute and to integrate and to heal and transform from that. And then we have the self-actualization in which the extra layer of that transformation begins to integrate and embody within the self, within the mind, within the soul, and Therefore, we can enter into the chrysalis, the metamorphosis. That is the aspect of our soul's, let's say, multi-purpose. So when we have all of these elements in this dimension and beyond this dimension with our inherent memory, where if we have an epigenetic memory from the previous past of our ancestors or our previous lives, our previous incarnations, or even if we, like I was saying, the epigenetic memory that we absorb from perhaps a great grandfather or great ancestor of any, in, in any type of that lineage, there is something there that we want to continue to prosper in any capacity. So I just want to, and I'll extend into more of the empathy and the absorption of empathy and many of the alignments that occur with that in the synchronicity and in the symbiotic aspects. But I just want to remind all of you that when you apply all of this, that you have your soul's divine rightful inheritance. And when I speak of that, and I've spoken of that before, yes, but I will just say that again today that your soul's divine rightful inheritance is to truly rise and to exalt the power of the humanity within you, the power of the kingdom of God within you, within each of us. We are all recipients of the capacity 
for all that is beautiful, all that is benefic, benevolent and majestic. And that grandness all of you possess. There's a multi-spectrum here that exists within each and every one of us that is most purposeful. Please do not forget this. Please really just whatever kind of day or week or year or month or the past decade that any one of you have had or witnessed or observed, just remember that. Just try to just and remember that. And if you've had a fabulous you know, day, fabulous week, fabulous year, fabulous decade, awesome, great for you. But this is for everyone, for all across the board. So in a general component, even when you are doing fabulous, it's always a loving reminder to the self to keep, to foster with that, to literally fasten within yourself that, my goodness, you know, I, I'm, yeah, everything's been going so fabulous, so wonderful for me, and I'm just so grateful. Okay, I, I don't want to fall off of my horse. Okay, here we go. I apply these principles that I am purposeful. And if you haven't had, like I was mentioning before, if you haven't had such a fabulous time, this is your reminder to reset into the right thought action again lovingly at your pace. And I, I will discuss that further in the show today. But um, I, I did want to just really extend into, again, the multi-spectrums and that all of you are most purposeful, truly. So coordinate with that in your mind, body, spirit, construct right now that all of you are most purposeful. So when I speak of that, we have our earthly roles as a parent a grandparent, an aunt and uncle, an adopted parent, which is still a parent, and a godparent, siblings, being a child, um, a, a parent to animals, the stewardship of the earth in the notion of where we have our animal husbandry, we have our people that really take care of animals and love them and nurture them and help this the environment and help nature. And and then in the provisional roles that, you know, where we're service members, if we're service members to the military, thank you eternally for your service, by the way. So I love military and our police and our firefighters and and just all of that. Thank you. And I love our truck drivers and our infrastructure. I just there's so much in the roles, the provisional roles of life, our doctors, lawyers, our clergymen, our high priestesses, our shamans and like I was saying earlier, veterinarians, but we have caretakers in so many ways, caretakers of earth, caretakers of humans. So our psychologists, our therapists, and the nurses, the people that work tirelessly that are in the angelic frame of God's work here on earth in so many ways. And the people who help us with organizing, with stocking things, with just keeping everything going for us, the, you know, the, the people who help communicate everything no matter what it is, no matter what it may be, there is a purpose there. And just let's just stop for a moment and look at the introspection, the ingenuity, the engineers, the inventors, the communication lines, all of that. We are marvelous, truly. If we look at the end of the day, we as humans, we behold such dynamic potential. And so when I speak of that dynamic potential, I want to extend into that when we really rationalize with that, when we apply that, when we absorb that notion, my goodness, how ultimate are we in the contributions to society, the contributions to spirits, 
And so when I speak of this further, I want to declare that your roles are of no mistake. Your paths are of no mistake. And let's say that right now your path is not what, exactly what you want it to be, but you're working towards your projected goal. Well, great for you. Good for you. Keep going. Keep persevering. Because when we confront the projected goals and when we recognize that we can achieve that goal soon, well, with hard work, of course, and dedication, the tenacity, the work principle, the effectiveness, the thorough of our execution, our due diligence, and in align with that discipline, because we care about something so much that means something for us so much that that goal cannot be taken and not be stripped from us. Please allow this as a reminder, again, that all of this hard work, the sacrifice, the dedication is worth it, because no matter what the goal is, and, and I just want to say that no one regrets working hard. At the end of the day, who regrets working hard to achieve their goal? Whatever it may be, no matter how small, minuscule, or gargantuan, there's always that feeling of, okay, I could have done more, or, and there's, you know, the over-perfectionist, and, uh, you know, I could go on and on about that. But um, when we do look at that, and, and then also, too, I just wanted to interject again about health, if there's something in that's in the health aspect, right? That if you've had an injury or there's a, a health prognosis, diagnosis within the self, that your goal is to restore that and to achieve that the capacity of your healing. Keep on going with that, manifest that, work through it. And so to get to manifestation, though, there are aspects in which the principles, the baseline, the fundamental aspects that are so imperative to confront that I'm I'm going to discuss in a moment. Yet, I want to just, again, remind that whatever it may be, the simplest goal or the most seemingly impossible goal, whatever the goal that you have is, that you are made perfect in God's vision, in the holy sacred mirror of God, truly, truly. And in the perspective of the soul, the soul star, the majesty of your DNA, your activation codes, your rays, your soul's blueprint, truly, just take that in. Your ancient memories, the epigenetic memories, all of that. You are most perfectly constructed to live out your multi-purpose. And, and that's in any capacity, again, and any degree of difficulty that you confront, there is the potential reality that is, it is soon your tangible reality. So I just want to say that again, you know, repetition with wisdom, you know, there's times in which I may speak of things seemingly endlessly, but there is this purpose that is beneath that when I channel, when I'm speaking, that there's a repeated, repeated exposure to the rewiring, the repeated exposure of all that assists yourself. So when you have this repeated exposure, truly, it rewires your brain neurochemically. And one of my favorite notions and principles to discuss is conscious reconditioning to enhance the neuroplasticity the basically essentially the muscles in the brain your neurons the electrons the atoms the chemicals the synapses 
and the balancing out in the mind, body, and spirit. And so it is of most importance at times. So if we're studying and our professor has to repeat themselves, they have to because they we have to learn. And so, and I'm not saying I'm a professor yet, there is a due diligence for my behalf to share when I receive a channel, when I'm expressing. So we all can do well, even myself, hearing about, let's really look at this one more time. Let's truly express right now that we are deserving, we are worthy, and who's to complain about hearing that endlessly, correct? So there's a beautification there within the mind, within the soul, and rewiring in our brain neurochemically. So in that place, whenever you are positing the significance of that conscious reconditioning, you're truly proclaiming unto yourself that the loving empowerment of those reminders that in our flesh, in our carne, the living and breathing essence of ourself, our mind, body, spirit that exists in this world, if you have encountered moments of feeling fallen, this is why I speak of the conscious reconditioning and the exposure to being, um, let's say, to insert rep repetition. Because when we have encountered moments of feeling fallen, even if your life is fabulous or if it hasn't been fabulous, we all have a moment of feeling fallen. So in the reality of the fallen, we can move through that. And we can move through it so much so that we rise up, okay? And when we transcend that spiritual paralysis, and many of you may know what that is, or if you don't know, that essentially can literally what it sounds like, the spiritual stagnation in which you feel a bit lost, you feel disconcerted, you feel a bit perturbed, let's say you feel that some things are lost in translation, that maybe you're not hearing the divine, or maybe that there's like, God, like Almighty, what am I doing wrong? Nothing I seem to do turns out right. Or when I pray, um, my answers, the answers to my prayers aren't being, um, you know, answered. You know, the my prayer requests aren't being answered, um, and so forth and so forth. Or if there's, you know, of course, a depression, anxiety, the panic, which happens to all of us, and chemically, and also due to a circumstantial depression and so forth. And I could go on and on about that as well, but. When we go into that place of being feeling fallen and the spiritual stagnation that can occur from anything, whether it's a, a complete tragedy, a trauma, or if it's something that is a trigger from the past or a trigger from the past that's being confronted in the present moment or even something in the subconscious that is lingering in the unconscious place that we have to confront with our Christ consciousness or super consciousness and all of that and more, yet that is what I mean by the spiritual paralysis. And anyone can interpret it however they like, but this is just my way of explaining it. So when that occurs in each and all of us from time to time, I just want to say that when we persevere, though, however we persevere through, and when we go through along the principle of flow, and there is a principle of flow and motion. But when we go through our unique flow that is comfortable for you, for myself, for all of us, right? And we realize that our dedication in any conceivable manner, in any conceivable way, form and function, through our 100% commitment to demonstrate 
the altruistic cosmic love, kindness, the cosmic love, strength of truly being a warrior, utilizing the power of God's empowerment and the integration of ascension. And that integration of our ascension is truly our sojourn. Truly, when we look at that, our soul's inherent plight to transcend through any degree of difficulty. So your soul truly wants to persevere and fight through, transcend all degrees of difficulty because your soul reminding you that your soul is far stronger than our physical limitation. Yes, our minds can be like a computer and we are consisting of the, our daily third dimensional wrenches that get thrown in and so forth and the distractions of being a human being in a spiritual existence yet bringing more of the spirit in balancing out the mind body soul heart matrix balancing out our christ consciousness our buddha consciousness with the soul star balancing out our previous trauma our existing trauma and to potentially get to that post-traumatic progress so so i do want to just make sure i state that right now but when we do go through our our ascension and our souls let's say plight that thereby further further that there's this instillment to utilize in the most unparalleled most unbelievable power that you behold and so this is another time also to in to, I would say, insert that the majestic abilities of the Holy Spirit, the secrets of the universe, the untapped, the untapped secrets of the universe. And in the secrets in which we all have this total imploring notion to seek the answers and to seek further understanding. And all of you, the light workers that are here, that are with us today, all of you are light workers. If there's an interest in what is beyond this earth, thereby you are a light worker of any stage. And so, and thank you again for your presence, but we essentially are the soldiers of the army of God when we are light workers. We truly are. And so, what I want to add into that is that when we in general are the inhabitants of earth and we seek the mysteries, the untapped and the, the, the moments in which we tap in for a moment and we want to stay and linger. And I will say that excluding nature and the animal kingdom, because they are in a distinctive correlation of the creator and they're naturally born privy to truly beyond the veil because they are actually in part of the secrets of the divine and they are the communing ordained. Um, I herald all animals in nature, of course, but that's not my own opinion. It is my own channel. So in their own divine rightful inheritance, such as we have our own divine rightful inheritance, that when we are humans and we love and we respect the sentient beings, it enhances our vibration. And hence, we are able to tap further into the secrets of the universe and the secrets of the world and the kingdom. So I, when I revert back to the notion of our human earthly existence, we are the inhabitants that are seeking the discovery of what is more and of the, let's say, the ancient, let's say the holy mysteries, the ancient uh, secrets, the 
everything that is in the holy grail, let's say, of what the universe beholds. And when you, or when we, right, when we entreat upon the cosmic kingdom journey, and when we apply diligence and our power of prayer, meditation, chanting, the act of mindfulness to invoke the Zen within yourself, the Christ consciousness, the Buddha consciousness, the Shekinah, the Atma, the threefold flame of God, the Trinity, the secrets truly do begin to reveal themselves in a sequential manner. So when we think of the notion of, let's say, I'm going to bring up Archangel Metatron right now. So the sacred geometry, for instance, right? So when we look at the perfection of nature, the perfection of God and the creation, we can conjure those notions. When we look at the perfect symmetry of a creature, perfect symmetry of a tree, um, the sacred geometry in a flower, in a crystal, I mean, the molecules, the atoms, the carbon, everything that, it's just fabulous. It's just marvelous, right? But then look at yourself. God created you in that notion as well. God created you in that element as well. So when we speak of the sacred geometry and Archangel Metatron and his twin Archangels and Dolphin are synonymous with the Merkaba wheel, there's the dodecahedron. And so that is this for those that know and don't know, I'll just say this, the spinning wheel, let's say, within the mind's eye, the soul's etheric body, the kundalini, the, the chakra bodies the rays of yourself, the, the outer rays, and there's uh, the meridians in the body and so forth in the universe and the sacred geometry and all the, the, the number equation of a grand whole sum and so forth. So we take that principle and we look specifically at that perfect symmetry that all of you are, and there is this occurrence, the activating of your soul's DNA codes. And so through the vessel of all that is sacred and perfect in God's mirror, truly God's mirror, God's perspective, that truly he heals with the divining comfort along with our free will, our sovereignty that we are blessed with to choose our path in which when we choose the path of enlightenment, and this is what I wanted to really talk about today was the path of enlightenment. And when we have that goal to enliven ourselves and thereby lighten up, when we light up the world. So hold on to that. Think of that word and phonetically spell it out. Enlightenment. Enlighten, lighten, and mint. So enlighten. So in light or lighten. So just think of that phonetically spelled out so in a transcription as a scribe there. So when we first look at that, there is that enlightenment and we light up our world. We light up the world. We light up the internal spectrum of ourself that needs the enlightenment. But when that is additionally confronted with when we, let's say, intend to reach that place of enlightenment, we must first clear the mind, okay? We must first clear that mind, body, soul component, excavate the ramifications, truly undo, undo the negative ego, undo the false separative negative ego, the place of our ego that is separate from God, separate from the Buddha consciousness, the Christ consciousness, and confront our mistakes of all impactfulness that has truly created a burden upon our souls and ourselves 
that we want to seek this enlightenment, correct? We want to lighten the self. And so those of you, you know, that when we feel something, we'll feel like a hundred years later, right? And, and no, notions of mistakes that we feel a hundred years later that just cannot be released. And these are innocent mistakes or of all sorts. And so there's also those that we forget yet still remain buried within ourself in the deep recesses of ourself in the deep indwelling that needs that dwell of light, that needs that indwelling of spark of light. But when we are looking at that buried place within, and even if it's in that denial, um, let's say that uh, if there's a denial place that we bypass the reality of our denial in that subconscious um, element, let's say that can propagate an injury that perpetuates a, a subconscious injury upon the self, right? So when I speak of that and when I look at that and when I truly reflect upon that, when we take in the subconscious, the shadow self, the buried places, let's say, um, for example, let's say that there's an injury, emotional, spiritual, physical, the burden that heavies upon the soul, the mind, even if it was, let's say, really innocent mistake of an or a purposeful mistake where it was on purpose that someone did something wrong and you know there's a repentance in the place of time where you're like oh I, I really regret being that way you know to my neighbor let's say but the thought or action that is not carried out too there's also that i should have said i love you to someone i should have said i forgive them i should have said you know what you are the best sister child i've ever had and then they're here no longer there's always those moments of the regret of the action that you didn't do, that you didn't get to carry out. And that still can behoove oneself. That when that behooves us to this day, that we're like, we're still in this perilous thought process of what we didn't do or what we should have taken action with, or, you know, we, we, we should have just told our neighbor that, you know, hey, the deer are going to go <laughs> there. So just make sure that, you know, uh, you know, I love deer, but I'm saying that just there's these notions, right, that we confront. But when, we truly look at the action of the mistake, the innocent mistake, the purposeful mistakes, the thoughts, the actions that are carried out or not carried out that still perturbs the soul, perturbs your senses to this day. But the goal is to seek the enlightenment. Well, I have good news. Please harbor no resistance. Please harbor no fear. Be intrepid. Allow yourself with the utmost compassion of forgiveness. Yes, yes, yes. Forgiveness, forgiveness, forgiveness. When even you speaking of it, it can be difficult for many people. I understand that. Yet, but the gift of forgiveness, and most imperatively, that gift of forgiveness that's given to ourselves um, upon thyself and to truly learn from it, and we can proceed forth with the new perspective, right? So, the new perspective that how God sees us in the reflecting mirror of the living God himself, the atonement, the Holy Spirit, the cosmic love, bring in Kuan Yin, Archangel Zadkiel, Archangel Zadkiel and Kuan Yin, those of you that know, look them up, but Kuan Yin is the, you know, the, the Bodhisattva and she is a beloved some people say she's equivalent to the Mother Mary, blessed, but I see her in a different context where she is literally like a goddess of the divine, of merciful and forgiveness. And 
really wants to help humanity. And so, and Mother Mary to me is her own Mother Mary, sacredness, glory, sacred heart of God and Jesus. Yet, Kuan Yin, there's a significance there when you want to seek certain layers and aspects and whatever your background is. There's also Archangel Zadkiel that is a beautiful, loving Archangel of God and that illuminates and purifies and it has divine mercy and helps with forgiveness. So these notions that I speak of, it may sound so simple the way I speak of it, and I know that it's not the most easiest thing. It's a difficult thing to really forgive thyself and our neighbor and the transgressor and so forth, yet I'm just trying to provide a little helpful foundation for all of us. So when we enter in with those aspects and the cosmic love of Jesus Christ and beholding the sacred heart of Mary and and anything else that you want to utilize, please go forth with that. I'm just speaking in my language. So when we speak this aloud, the words of forgiveness, atonement, you know, and through history, yes, you know, in upon modern day, this 2023 year, we see acts of forgiveness unto even the most atrocious and heinous of acts. And that's always difficult. But as the forgiveness in itself is a superpower, it truly is. So let's bookmark that right now. Forgiveness itself is a superpower. And so in itself, that divinity of that power. So when one seeks forgiveness unto themselves, himself, herself, themselves, and they're seeking that atonement, okay? So atonement that resonates the most symbiotic effect upon the superconscious state, that superconscious state that we're all living within. So I want to remind you that when you're applying that, when you're having that symbiotic effect, when you're correlating that, even the pathway to even entertain the notion of that, one is merely truly beginning to open up the pathway to release the emotional, spiritual, toxic, which is the most corrosive effect truly for ourselves. Yet when we entreat upon that, even the notion in a minuscule way that when we're seeking that align, you know, alignment with the atonement, the enlightenment, and we seek that ultimate the uh, we want to uh, receive the gifts of the holy spirit the gifts of the cosmic kingdom right we truly seek enlightenment by way of atonement truly and we're aligned with that principle and so i want to also phonetically transcribe out atonement so all of you that are listening of course so look at at one meant at one meant atonement phonetically though at one meant so being at one with the self. So atone means to undo. And so when we undo, we want to clean the slate, cleanse slate, purify our pain, purify the pain of others or ourselves and so forth. The Holy Spirit works with us to undo and to atone in our subconscious and unconscious mind, truly. And really though, when you go through a great deal of the utterance, when you utter a word and you're speaking it, the vibrational aspect, the notion, even telepathically writing it down, there's a magic application that exists. And so it literally perpetuates a certain, let's say, clarification, a purification. And the, then you have the phase of the unburdened self truly reaching the stage of that enlightenment. So when you actually start to practice or begin to learn to 
get the strength to forgive even yourself or even the most horrific, if you can, whenever you can. I don't um, expect anyone to do these things alone. These things can be very difficult, but there is a grand purpose for the self with this. So when you truly align with that soul's purpose, the soul's sojourn is truly to heal and enlighten here in this school of life on earth in this incarnation. So, you know, and again, I recognize that there, you know, we all have, let's say, had versions of our dark night of the soul, right? And when we confront our transgressions of ourselves and to others, the minuscule gargantuan, um, all of that, that precipitates the right thought action path to heal, discover, heal further, heal further, heal further, heal more, uncover, and we confront, and then we heal more again, and then we learn from, and we modify the self, and the notion of the superpower of the self-love and the self-acceptance. We transcend truly from that spiritual paralysis, okay, that dark night of the soul, that stagnation. So those energetic frequencies that are self-imposed, you know, from, you know, whatever we acquired throughout our existence and even our past existences, if you believe in that. But when we go through the self-imposed limitations that have created the force fields of that negativity, the blockades, once that we confront that, once we can uncover that, we heal. And that bridge, the pathway of our souls, your souls, our souls collectively, the neurochemical pathways truly allow the beauty, the divine, the tranquility, the harmony, and thereby we invoke the peace of God lives within you, around you, as truly that loving, protective embrace, that vehicle of that I see your atonement, I feel that it's considerable. And the pain that you have endured has been considerable. The transgression, the source of the transgression is nullified and given up to me, God, truly. So the light that purifies, the power that purifies, that justice that you seek for yourself and others, that vindication you seek for yourself and others is always a greatly welcomed notion to the mind, the justice, the vindication to the soul, to the self. And to those victims that are no longer here on earth, of course, and I'll say that for another time, yet in what we seek even in the darkest nights of ourself and our souls, those darkest, most loneliest, seemingly heinous evenings or in the self, in the perpetual state of the mind. But when we confront those heinous atrocities of others, and let's say the murderous villains, the thieves, the abusers, the torturers, Yes, there is a great deal of psycho-spiritual necessity to cope and heal. Yes, yes, yes. But when these acts of seemingly unforgivable events fall upon us in a fallen world, okay, I'm reminding all of us that even with ourself or a beloved or a victim, if we're the victim or if we have a beloved that was a victim, we pray for our own atonement because we are truly learning that the mysteries of the world, the unjust imbalance that exists in this world, you know, the negative action, the positive action, and the karmic realm. And when we declare that that fortification of love unto thyself, okay, when we truly, truly transpose through that, then we can at least have one, once more, this additional 
chance to truly confront that and separate ourselves from the transgressor. Yet there's always a universal cosmic report made by way of account under God in the karmic realm of the universe where every action and deed and the persecutor and the criminal and or even, and this is for the big things, so the mind, the heart, mind, soul, there is a vindication that does arise in the most peaceful way. But when we do confront the heart, mind, soul with the prayer for others, that they have the redemption of goodness that somehow, some way entreats upon their soul, uh, that even upon the persecutor, right? So uh, I'll give this example. So when Jesus on the cross, for when he stated, you know, forgive them, Father, for they know not what they do. That sounds exceedingly simple in the minds of ourselves, even in the primitive aspects of our logic, let's say, right? Yet, why did Jesus, why did Jesus declare forgiveness unto his own persecutors? And yes, may, many say, well, yes, he's the most majestic, he's the son of God, so of course he's a superpower, non-human, but that was an example for ourselves. And let's just look at a human, a real human, incarnate person like St. Thomas More, offering forgiveness to all and his own executioner, let's say, and King Henry and so forth, and I don't mean to go on his oracle dissertation there, but but when the forgiveness there is there for the minuscule and also the big things that I was saying with love and respect, and I understand it's difficult yet, but when like when the, the, there's victims, the parents of an only child and someone took their life, right? Um, forgiveness does not justify the evil transgressions, the heinous acts of the world. And but why did Jesus say that? Why? do the great masters of enlightenment speak of that? Why do the great masters of cosmic love speak of forgiveness? Well, because we do not justify the, the evil act, right? We do not justify the mistake, yet what we are being taught is that in a world that we need the necessity of forgiveness and atonement, it is due to the cause and purpose of releasing and surrendering ourselves or the victim in all their innocence from the corrosiveness, the, the toxicity, the villainous aspects of that poison from breeding further, from literally growing like a, let's say a parasitic cancerous tumor that eventually will destroy us. Correct. So God, Jesus, the saints, the other individuals that are here with us today that walk with us, that forgive there's a purpose behind that, even for the self. So if it's yourself that made a mistake or something else, you see where I'm going with this. So truly, truly just, you know, consider the duality, the notion of everything that I just previously stated. Okay. That consider the possibilities of your soul, the mind, the body, the heart to allow yourself the superpower of your own atonement that you know, that you reach the desired stages of your enlightenment, truly, that atonement that will assist with that enlightenment. So, like, if you feel guilty, you're a single parent, you're working through jobs to raise your children, let's say, you know, please, uh, you know, you feel like you're so guilty because you don't have enough time to spend with them. Forgive yourself now, please, 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 because it's not maximize, you know, your potential when you can, but there will be a time and place that you'll have that restorative reprieve, you know, to enjoy your children. There will be a day in your life that you'll have the availability to broaden and expand through your prayer and your manifestation that you will have 
time to spend with him. So I'm just giving across the board examples, right? But when we manifest, so when we come to fruition, where when we want to literally, let's say, convey that in the mirror of God's eyes, the mirror of God within us, that God sees us with love, with the virtue, with the power, and reminding all of you, your divine, majestic intention for greatness is seen. And in a holy instant, in a holy instance, your I am worthy, I am deserving, the unconditional omnipresence, the omnipotency of God's compassion, the cosmic love of God enters your entirety, your entire essence, your being truly, and the grace and the grandeur of God truly relieves you of such the trials that we face. And so the confrontations, the contentions with the negative ego of ourselves and others, the fear-based negative separative ego, there is no challenge, no lesson, no tribulation that can exceed the God force of his love. The healing that is eminent, the, the forgiveness, the joyful vigilance that is in our new creative self, right? And our new creation. So when we look into that and we rejoice in the everlasting galactic power, truly of our personal glory, and we literally walk with the angels, the walk of all the walks, right? So um, that path of forgiveness of ourself and also working on forgiving others and working on forgiving ourselves to create that enlightenment, that atonement, and then the magic starts to happen. You create space for all the magic to work for you, all the manifestation to come in, all of everything that is beautiful and kind that you deserve to receive. The doorways open up more. So when you walk with the angels, you walk with God and you see through the God's mirror reflection of your cosmic creation, that reflection that is so exquisite, the perfection, truly it is. So you hear truly also, you see and you hear the sweetest voice of God, that God loves you, the Holy Spirit, Buddha, Atma, Kuan Yin, the archangels, that your highest self, the star seed satellite beings, you know that the word, the activation, the invocation is yours. The cosmic master is bestowing love, unceasingly love, 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 and is proud of you and pleased with you and be pleased with yourself. Be proud of yourself. And remember, truly also in closing, that allow all of this to remain within you in all of your moments because your journeys, the dark nights of your souls, our souls, shall turn. There is a tide that does turn, and we transcend a new dawn. We truly do, a new horizon. And so I will say this here, I'll say this now, that as Jesus left as a lamb and he returned as a mighty lion, take that as an example for our reflection in God's mirror that we are all regal lions. We are all the purveyors of all that is good, that we have the potential to truly self-actualize and reach our maximum potential, the capacity. So, you know, if you love St. Germain or the Violet Flame or Kuan Yin, Mother Mary, Jesus, anything that works for you, uh, that integrates mercy, compassion, forgiveness, whatever works for you, if meditating, chanting, prayer, full affirmations, prayers, anything that works for your own preference that's respective to you please do know that in the end 
only love is truly relevant, that our predetermined selves in our journey here and our soul's contracts, so to speak, that we are here to learn to love. We are here to learn to heal. We are here to learn to transcend. And, you know, when I'll, I'll say this, that yes, you know, there are the mental laws of neutralization and we want to enhance those, the rhythm, the flow, the principles, and we want to operate in the grace. And so when we when we operate in that grace principle, as opposed to accumulating more of, let's say, the negative karma or the karma that we don't find to be benefic for ourselves, when we really look through transmuting, we nullify, we purify, we cleanse with the assistance of our celestial beings, God, Buddha, anything you want, right? But truly look upon that in your soul's contract truly look upon that in the way that you perceive the world and transcend and just be kind to yourself, be compassionate with your others when you can at your pace that's safe for you mentally, emotionally, spiritually, of course, but there is hope. There's optimism that is truly legitimate for all of you. So apply that superpower and you'll see that your life will start to modify in the most benefic way daily, minutely, weekly, monthly, and yearly. And so I wanted to thank all of you today and for your presence, for your um, your magical selves to be here with us today. And I really look forward to our next two weeks. And I appreciate all of you and truly just... Let yourself be the light of the world. Let yourself amplify that light and that you deserve. Do not forget that you deserve all that is great in goodness. And I thank you again. This is Ray Trujillo, your host of the Beyond Earth show. And I'll see you again, or you'll hear from me again in two weeks time. Thank you. Bye.